Hi, this is Gary Rogowski for Splinters. Thanks for joining us. You know, it seems like the last few months we've been living in this giant snow globe, and someone's been shaking that snow globe, man, for the last few months, and I'm ready for it to stop, and that's not going to happen. So we just got to hang on, watch it snow, try and do our best. This chat is about scrapers, but in anticipation of our first online lecture coming up this Wednesday, July 1st. I thought I'd run it again. What the heck? This July 1st, we will be offering a lecture called Milling Lumber from Rough to Finish from 5 to 7 p.m. West Coast time. In the first hour, I'll talk about lumber and picking out lumber, defects to watch for, you know, characteristics, things you've got to really pay attention to when you're picking lumber for certain parts of a job. And then the second hour will be about the machinery I use to mill up my lumber. Should be a lot of fun. Today's topic, the lowly scraper. It is an unprepossessing thing. Piece of thin metal. No more. A rectangle. Shiny in some spots. It's thin. It does not look formidable. It does not even look like a tool. There are many tools at the bench that do look dangerous. Take a, take a slick, timber framing slick. It's two or three inches wide with a handle a foot long. This is a dangerous looking tool. There's a scraper next to it on the bench. That's a tool. That's important to me. Look at a mortising chisel. A mortising chisel with a, with a blade as, as thick as my thumb is wide and a stout handle for levering out waste. And that's a tool, but... A scraper? Lay the scraper down next to it, it disappears on the bench. It won't stand up on its own. Falls right over. It just lies there, like a big credit card. Giant phone. Thin giant phone. What good can come from one of these scraper things? And yet, and yet, there are so many jobs it can do for you. Years ago, Oh, years ago, I uh, I started getting this magazine. I was a late subscriber, issue number two of Fine Woodworking Magazine, and they had articles on scrapers. I was just learning about them. I thought, this is great. Now I'll know how to do it. And the article went on to tell me how to sharpen a scraper, which was to put the blade in the vise and then take a metal file, a smoothing metal file, and file the edge straight and square to the faces, both faces. And I would try. I would do my best. I was, I would try again and again to get that edge square to the face. Now, getting it straight was easy. The file was straight. I could get the edge straight, but I couldn't tell you which side was going to be filed correctly. I could get 60% of the edge. I just, I just didn't know if it was going to be the front of the blade or the back of the blade. It was very frustrating. I couldn't get consistent results. I gave up. That's what I did. And I turned to the short end of the scraper and tried filing that. I thought my odds would be better. I think I was correct because I could get that sharpened. I could file it and then turn an edge over with the burnisher, a hard piece of steel, and get good results if I pulled the scraper towards me. I could push it as well, but I liked pulling it towards me. I got good results with that. And so that was it. That's what I could do with the scraper. I could get some of the edge sharp. Well, time went by. I, 
I used the tool. I, I wasn't that proficient with it. And I saw various techniques for, uh, for sharpening these, these blades. Uh, one person would stick the corner of his scraper buried into his bench top, put a bend into the blade, and then harshly burnish that thing because, you know, you're going to bend the blade in use. It should be bent when you were sharpening it. Okay. Uh, I knew someone else who would sharpen the edge and burnish it and then take the burnisher, which had a beveled tip to it, and turn the edge over with that. Okay. Well, one day I was working at the bench, and uh, I had my bench hook out. Now, a bench hook is a, is a fairly simple device uh, to use uh, to hold pieces of wood. I have uh, one that's made out of pine. I use that for sharpening. Uh, I have another that's made out of MDF. It's dead flat, and I use that for holding pieces while I hand plane or do a little work on them, saw, shoot an edge, various things. Anyway, I had this bench hook out, and I thought to myself, I have to sharpen this scraper. What if I took my file and I held it up against the edge of this bench hook, and I took the scraper blade and held it flat to the bench hook and dragged it along the face of the file? I thought, this works. It was hard to hold the file in place as I pushed against it, but it worked. I thought, well, this is, a, this is good. And then I realized all I had to do was put the file in the vise. Just reverse the process. It was so simple. Just take the file, put it in the vise, crank it down, and then take your scraper and drag it along that face. It became so easy then to get a good true flat and square edge. Now you have eight potential cutting surfaces on your scraper blade. The two long edges, the two ends on one face, and then the same amount on the other side. So I went about sharpening my scrapers in this fashion. I would flatten the edge with the file until I felt a burr on both faces. That was far enough. From there, I, since I knew the file was leaving a fairly coarse surface, I thought I should clean those edges up, and I would put a diamond stone in the vise next to polish out the file marks. First I used a coarse diamond stone, then I flipped it over to the other side, which was a fine diamond surface, and polished those edges. From there, I used a, um, a burnisher that I'd made myself. I took a triangular file, and I thought, well, you know, I, I'm going to try this heat treating stuff. And I took the file and I put it in my wood stove and let it get cherry red hot. And then I let it cool overnight. Next day, I, I ground off the teeth and polished the f surfaces and polished the faces of this triangular file. And then heated it again, cherry red hot, and quenched it in water. Oh my goodness, it felt like Thor. It was just billows of steam. It was great. Um, unfortunately, I didn't temper that steel with a little bit more heat treating. And uh, so I, I had some nicks in that blade, uh, but I liked the idea of a triangular burnisher. Now, the only job of the burnisher in the shop is to turn an edge over on your scraper. It's the only thing you use it for. So I found one. Uh, it was made by the same people who make uh, the Swiss-made carving tools. The company name is File. P-F-E-I-L, and I bought a triangular one, and I found that polishing the faces of the scraper made a difference. If I spent a little bit of time, 15, 20 minutes, 
uh, on a diamond stone and polished those surfaces, it gave me a better result. I had a student in class one time who had the same burnisher. His wasn't polished, mine was. There was a difference. So I, I set about and, and polished the faces of this burnisher. And then I would take my filed edge and hold it flat, hold the scraper flat on the bench. And using the burnisher, take any burr off, holding the burnisher dead flat to the surface of the scraper, and then raising it up five degrees or so and pressing down a little bit, sort of mashing that steel together. Then I would take the burnisher and hold it at 90 degrees to the edge and draw it towards me once and then tip it towards the scraper body twice and a little bit more, three times, until I was about at an 80 degree angle or so. Now the amount of pressure I put on the burnisher, press it against the edge, is firm pressure. Firm pressure. I want to get the job, but I'm not trying to break your knuckles pressure. You know, a firm handshake pressure. That's what I mean. You know, some pressure. Don't, don't kill it. That gave me a tremendous edge. That gave me a great edge. One that was really aggressive and could scrape through glue, level surfaces, uh, cut through a knot. Uh, if I had a, done an epoxy uh, patch, I could use it to, uh, to scrape that. Uh, there are all sorts of jobs that I could use this scraper for and it became uh, really valuable to me. Now, the other face of the scraper, I did not put an edge on with my burnisher, and I realized that I could still cut with it. If I had a true 90-degree edge, 90-degree surface there, then it was still possible to go ahead and uh, scrape with it. It wasn't as aggressive, but it left a finer finish and did a good job of leveling a surface or perhaps scraping off a finish. Uh, if I wanted a more aggressive edge, then I took the burnisher out and used that. What can you use for a burnisher? There are all sorts of different chunks of uh, hard material. Uh, my friend Brian uses uh, a uh, carbide, solid carbide uh, router bit. Figuring, hey, I've already got the bit. I can use this to uh, turn an edge over. And, you know, carefully wrap the edges so you're not going to cut yourself and use that round shank as as your burnisher. When I'm on the road traveling, I take my uh, travel kit, and my travel kit consists of my scraper blade, a, uh, a short smoothing metal file, a couple of uh, small diamond stones, and a push rod out of a 1964 Volkswagen engine. Works like a champ. It's round, not triangular, of course. It does a great job, and it's super hard. So that round push rod really is a, is a great alternative to going out and buying a uh, triangular burnisher. But that's really the key, is understanding that the filing is the most important part. It's not the burnishing. The burnishing is easy, and you can skip that. But reverse everything you've seen. All the our videos and all sorts of experts out there telling you, oh, put that scraper in the vise. And then you have to go buy a tool to hold your metal file in the right position. There's a tool available, trust me. So uh, just reverse those steps and uh, it's easy to, uh, to get those results and, and then easy to turn an edge over with your burnisher. So that's a card scraper. If I'm using my cabinet scraper, my number 80 Stanley cabinet scraper, that's a slightly different setup. It has a 45 degree edge 
on the um, cutting edge, uh, a 45 degree bevel cut into it. It's a slightly different process. So what I do for that is uh, I have a uh, chunk of wood cut at a 45 degree angle, fairly wide, and my scraper rests on that. So that block of wood is as wide as my scraper, and that registers the scraper at the correct angle. That goes next to the, to the file. That block of wood goes next to my file. The scraper blade rests on that block of wood, and I drag it along the file surface to produce a 45-degree angle. Once the, there's a burr on the face side, I know I've taken it far enough. The difference now is, okay, I file it, and then I take it to a stone, and I get rid of the, the file marks and polish it up. But when I burnish it, I don't tip it at all. It stays just at a 90-degree angle to the blade. And that gives me plenty of edge because I've already got that bevel cut into it. This works great for a cabinet scraper, a number 80 cabinet scraper. Some scraper planes are ground at 60 degrees. You just cut your block of wood for that. If you find a scraper blade or when you buy a new one, take the time, polish the faces, polish out near the edges so that you've got a nice, clean, flat surface. It'll make a difference in the quality of your, of your edge. Make sure the burnisher is polished. All those things add up to a, a better result. And, and once you learn how, that scraper is always close by your bench. It is always close by your bench because the cutting angle is much higher than any other tool you have in your shop. Consider this. This is why it works. You have a scraper and it's cutting at a 75, 80 degree angle, somewhere in that neighborhood. And the shaving gets curled very quickly. So it doesn't have a chance to tear out ahead of the cut. There's no mouth opening on this tool. It's simply a blade held in space. And yet, with that edge on it, with that burr on it, and the burr is leading in the cut, and you bend the blade a little bit and put your thumbs down where they're going to get burned, because that's where the cutting action is going to be best, you get great results. Consider the cutting angle of a hand plane. A bench plane is, is held at a 45-degree angle by the frog, and you can get tear out. A low angle tool is somewhere around a 35, 37 degree angle for cutting. It slices through end grade. It makes that cut really easy, but you can get tear out. So the tool that you go to when all those others fail is a card scraper or a cabinet scraper because it rolls that edge so quickly. So that's the key to understanding the cutting geometry is get that shaving rolled quickly and it won't tear out ahead of the cut. It's the reason why you can cut in either direction, usually with the scraper. Not a problem, because even against the grain, the cut happens so quickly, it does not have a chance to tear out. So that's my approach to the lowly scraper. It is, uh, It has a high position in my shop. Uh, I have several blades close to, uh, close to my bench. You can make your own scraper blades as well. Uh, old saws work work well. Get the rust off them, polish them up, uh, grind a, a special shape into them if you want. Uh, you can make special curved shapes. So if you've made a cove on the table saw, let's say, uh, you grind a scraper so it matches that, that, that curve, and uh, that'll help clean up the saw marks. If I replace a plain iron, uh, I can turn that into a glue scraper uh, and just turn an edge over with, with the metal file. I don't need to polish it or anything. So old plane irons work as well. 
So there are any number of potential scrapers floating around your shop. Start to use them. Learn how to file them flat and square. Your work will change. I want to mention that on YouTube, on the Northwest Woodworking Studio channel, there is a video on sharpening scrapers. So go check that out. You'll see all these techniques discussed and see how it all works. This has been Gary Rogowski for Splinters and the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Be sure to check out our series of online lectures coming up July 1st, Milling Lumber. And then on July 22nd, we've got one on hand planes, my best at the bench, the ones that I turn to all the time. There are, there's five of them, and uh, I really consider them to be time savers for me at the bench. They're, they're not just something cute, not something to, nice to show on my tool wall. I use them, and they save me time. That Wednesday, July 22nd, I'm going to talk about those hand planes and how I use them and tune them and what jobs I use them for. It's going to be fun. So check it out. Check out the website, northwestwoodworking.com, and check out these new online classes. I think this is going to be fun because we're all making it up as we go (laughs) these days. So I appreciate your support. Thanks very much. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.